This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. Forget dark alleys and cemeteries. For some, the gym is the scariest place of all. But it doesn't have to be. With a personalized plan and expert coaching, Anytime Fitness can help make the gym less frightening. Get more for your gym membership than machines. Get personalized support anytime, anywhere. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. See website for details. Today is Thursday, October 22nd, 2020. On this day in 1934, Charles Pretty Boy Floyd died after a shootout with the police. He was wanted for the Kansas City Massacre, a violent altercation in July of 1933 that took the lives of three police officers and one FBI agent. After his death, Floyd would go on to become a mythical icon of Depression-era America. Welcome to Today in True Crime, a Spotify original from Parcast. Due to the graphic nature of today's crimes, listener discretion is advised. Extreme caution is advised for listeners under 13. Today we're covering the gruesome slaying of infamous bank robber Charles Pretty Boy Floyd. Now let's go back to the evening of October 22nd, 1934. Charles Floyd tramped through the woods of East Liverpool, Ohio. He'd been on the run for over a year, and he knew the cops were still on his tail. After all, FBI Director J. Edgar Hoover had fingered him for what went down in Kansas City. It didn't matter how much Floyd denied having anything to do with those dead officers. Hoover had labeled him public enemy number one. That left Floyd with two choices, run or end up six feet under like John Dillinger. Floyd chose to run, but after being spotted on October 20th, 1934, around East Liverpool, he really needed to lay low. So at the sight of a friendly little farmhouse, he slowed down, walked up, and knocked. 41-year-old Ellen Conkle opened the door, and honestly, she didn't know what to make of the disheveled fellow on the other side. He told her he was a hunter, but there was something about his eyes when he said it. She didn't buy it. Ellen was a widow and all alone, so when the shabby-looking man asked if he could enter, she felt like she didn't have any other choice. She even went as far as making the disconcerting stranger a warm meal, serving up spare ribs, rice, pumpkin pie, and coffee. Floyd couldn't believe his luck. He told Ellen that the spread was a meal fit for a king. It was something worth acknowledging, especially for a boy who grew up in abject poverty. Floyd was born in 1904 in Georgia, but grew up in Oklahoma after his family moved there in 1911. Like almost everyone he knew, his parents were farmers who barely got by. There was no honor in poverty, and eventually, not having enough to eat wore on Floyd. Right about when he turned 18, he'd had enough. So he robbed a neighborhood post office and got away with it. If he couldn't come by the good things in life honestly, then he'd get them the other way. 
The first big job Floyd pulled was a payroll robbery at a Kroger store warehouse in St. Louis, Missouri. He walked away heavy with approximately $12,000, and he likely felt grand. But the good vibes didn't last. His first big job earned him a stint in the Missouri State Penitentiary. It wouldn't be his last. The minute Floyd was released, he got right back to pulling cons. He was happy to dabble with stick-em-up bank jobs, but another of his specialties became highway robbery. It was like fish in a barrel. All Floyd had to do was stand by the road with a pal or two, flash his machine gun, and they could take their pick of any driver's bounty. Sure, it meant that Floyd spent periods of 1929 and 1930 in and out of jail, but it beat being poor. Life was good. It was around this time that Floyd picked up the nickname Pretty Boy. Some claim it was given to him by a particularly amorous sex worker he patronized. Floyd hated the moniker, but as problems went, it was a pretty benign one to have. And then things got complicated. Floyd continued to escalate his criminal activity, and from 1929 to the early 1930s, he mainly became involved in robbing banks. He hit up banks across the Midwest, primarily in Ohio and Oklahoma, with a crew of big-time heavies. He became infamous for using machine guns and firing their bullets at a whim. His cavalier violence might be why the police suspected him for the Kansas City Massacre. What went down in Kansas City initially had nothing to do with Floyd. Instead, it concerned a career criminal named Frank Nash. Nash had been convicted of assault, armed burglary, and murder. He was on the run after escaping prison in 1930. However, three years later, he was caught. And on June 17, 1933, a group of armed officers were tasked with transporting him back to the Leavenworth prison outside of Kansas City. However, upon arriving at Union Station en route to the penitentiary, gunmen opened fire on the group. According to several accounts, the assailants were accomplices of Nash who were trying to help rescue him. If this was the case, their efforts were counterproductive, as Nash was caught in the crossfire and killed. So were three officers and one federal agent. Due to his presence in the area at the time and his notoriety as a trigger-happy gunman, FBI Director J. Edgar Hoover fingered Floyd as the mastermind behind the shootings, declaring him public enemy number one. After that, the chase was on, and pretty boy Floyd was forced to go on the run. Coming up, the police try to track down pretty boy Floyd. Listeners, who doesn't love a good ghost story? Rattling chains, mysteriously moving objects, unfinished business. I am ready for all things spooky, and so is ParCast Network. Starting October 1st, we're bringing you the scariest, most hair-raising ghost stories ever imagined. Every Thursday on the new original series, Haunted Places Ghost Stories, Alastair Murden summons a new spine-tingling tale of wraiths, phantoms, and chilling apparitions. 
these stories come from all over the world, including Japan, India, the UK, and even ancient Rome. Don't miss stone-cold classics like The Kit Bag by Algernon Blackwood, a sinister account of a condemned murderer's final wish, and the lengths he'd go to fulfill it and The Miserere, a Spanish tale of a wandering musician who hears a terrifyingly beautiful song in a burned-out monastery and is doomed to capture its notes until he dies. You can find and follow Haunted Places Ghost Stories free on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget, October is our favorite month and one of our busiest. So make sure to search ParCast Network in the Spotify search bar to see all our new shows. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. Forget dark alleys and cemeteries. For some, the gym is the scariest place of all. But it doesn't have to be. With a personalized plan and expert coaching, Anytime Fitness can help make the gym less frightening. Get more for your gym membership than machines. Get personalized support anytime, anywhere. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. See website for details. Now, back to the story. On October 22nd, 1934, pretty boy Floyd was on the run from the FBI and by the end of the day, he'd be dead in the crossfire of a federal manhunt. FBI Director J. Edgar Hoover had helped apprehend notorious gangster John Dillinger, and he was determined to do the same with Charles' pretty boy Floyd. But Floyd was putting on a good escape act. In the aftermath of the Kansas City Massacre, he'd been laying low in Cookson, Oklahoma, with his criminal accomplice, Adam Reschetti. This was made easier due to the fact that locals loved Floyd. Authorities might have considered him to be an amoral gangster, but Cookson residents saw Floyd as a sort of Robin Hood figure. They had heard tales about how Floyd made sure to destroy all the mortgage documents in every bank he robbed. In Depression-era America, many families lost their homes due to an inability to pay their mortgage. For that reason, stories of Floyd saving farmers from foreclosure by destroying these documents made him a folk hero. It's actually unclear whether Floyd ever did rip up any mortgage documents, but regardless, people believed he did. So they helped the bank robber and his accomplice evade the police. Unfortunately, that luck ran dry. As night fell on October 22, 1934, after a year of being hot on Floyd's tail, federal authorities finally caught up to the gangster on Ellen Conkle's farm near East Liverpool, Ohio, after he and his accomplice Adam Reschetti were spotted in the area two days earlier. After eating a meal fit for a king at the widow's house, Floyd likely had a full belly and high spirits. Perhaps that's what caused him to let his guard down. While searching the area, police spotted Floyd as he was about to enter the car of Conkle's brother. They wasted no time in catching him. On seeing them, Floyd took off sprinting across the cornfields. Police officers gave chase, firing a hailstorm of bullets all the while. Ultimately, Floyd didn't stand a chance. He was hit. He fell, 
And as he lay dying, the cops allegedly questioned him about the Kansas City massacre, imploring him to confess his part in it. But Floyd said nothing. And then he was gone. To this day, it's unclear whether Floyd was involved in the Kansas City slayings. What is clear, however, is that his legend lived on, and the gangster would even go on to be immortalized in the Woody Guthrie song that bears his name. Thanks for listening to Today in True Crime. I'm Vanessa Richardson. Today in True Crime is a Spotify original from Parcast. You can find more episodes of Today in True Crime and all other originals from Parcast for free on Spotify. We'll be back with a brand new episode tomorrow in True Crime. Today in True Crime was created by Max Cutler and is a Parcast Studios original. It is executive produced by Max Cutler, sound designed by Juan Borda, with production assistance by Ron Shapiro, Carly Madden, and Joshua Kern. This episode of Today in True Crime was written by Abiyageli Adimegu, with writing assistance by Nora Battelle. I'm Vanessa Richardson. Remember to join Alastair Murden every Thursday for the all-new series, Haunted Places Ghost Stories. Don't miss the most chilling spirits ever imagined by authors from around the world. Follow Haunted Places Ghost Stories free on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts.